On today's episode of Locked On 76ers, Keith and I discuss a huge Game 5 victory for Philadelphia in Boston. They come back to Philadelphia Thursday looking to close out the series. We'll talk about what took place on Tuesday night right here at Locked On 76ers. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Welcome. You are Locked On 76ers. I'm Devon Givens from 97.5 The Fanatic Radio in Philadelphia alongside my co-host, Keith Pompey, live from Miami. Sixers beat writer extraordinaire for TheInquire.com. Keith, huge win, man. What's happening? It's great, man, but I I don't think I'm in Miami yet. Now they got one more game to win. Oh, sorry, Boston. Boston. Nah, don't worry about it. <laughs> don't worry about it. It's all good. It's all good. Uh, I was looking at uh, some stuff here and on my screen. I see Miami, so I said. So Miami. I gotta say, so that means you got it. You got the Sixers winning, huh? No, 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 no. I was actually looking at. Uh, I was looking at ESPN.com and uh, looking at the entire playoff picture there, and uh, Miami. And New York popped up for the next game. So I I, I just said Miami. So, so I got a question for you. Did we have a bet on this series? Did we have a bet? I don't think we had a bet. I just said that the Sixers would win. Um, and you said Boston. I don't think we bet anything. Oh, okay. Your boy, I saw your boy uh John. Like, yeah, he was like, Hey, hi, what's up, man? <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, though. He has some pretty good swag. You would like his sneaker game now. Well, I saw John in uh, Philadelphia for game number, um, I think it was game four. before. No, game three. I saw him in game three, uh, pregame. And uh, we talked for a little bit. And, uh, yeah, he did have some pretty good kicks on there. And uh, I'm sure he's kicking up dust right now after that team uh, didn't do their job in game five at home. But, listen, before we get into it all, a 12-point victory on the road for the Sixers, we have to thank everybody as always, for making Locked On 76 is your first listen every day. We thank you for jumping in early this morning, this afternoon, whenever you log into us. Remember, Locked On 76 is free and available on all platforms, including right here on YouTube on Locked On 76 especially in a big playoff run that they're on right now. A big series against the Boston Celtics that is now a 3-2 lead, Keith. We got to talk about that, of course, of what stood out, an X factor that we did not expect in this game, Daniel House, we'll get into him a little bit later and also talk about, Keith, something that I wanted to bring up to you, which was, um, you know, a few things in, involving overall Doc Rivers once again with the, the way that he uh, did things last night. Keith, uh, a 12-point victory. They controlled the game for a good 40-plus minutes overall, even when things got a little dicey and the Boston Celtics made a run. Philadelphia 76ers had an answer every single time, Keith. And I have to tell you, man, this is the um, this is one of those games that I look at from them. And as we've seen them throughout this series, this was clearly the best, most Philadelphia 76ers-like game that we saw through the 40, 54 wins during the regular season. This was one of those games that I, I think that 
we hadn't seen in a while from them, and they pulled it out of their hat at the right time. Yeah, it was. I mean, you know, the, the thing about this one, this is like one of those victories that they wouldn't, like we keep saying all year, like they wouldn't pull this out a year ago. Different, and, and, yeah. It is different. And this was, that's what it was. I mean, you know, it was like, you know, heading into the game, it was like, I didn't, oh, I, I'm like, I'm asking people, do you, what do you think? And I don't know. No one knew because in the past, we all would have said this is a game that they would lose. But now we were like, I don't know, because this is a new team. This is a different feel. So we'll see if they can uh, overcome this. And they did. I mean, they played well. Like, you know, you said we'll talk about some stuff, like, deeper in, uh, into the into the podcast. But, I mean, they came out, the intensity. I mean, they, they, they played with a huge sense of urgency. I mean, one thing that you and I talked about is that it's a democracy, right? Certain guys got to play their roles. And I felt like guys played their role. Now, again, they got points from Tyrese Maxey that helped out. But James Harden played a splendid point guard game. Um, Joel Embiid was the MVP, showed why he was. And we also talked about Tobias Harris. He, if, when, and when he's not getting shots, he's going to have to do other things. He shot seven for 10 from the field. But to me, his nine rebounds in the first half was a major difference because it kept possessions away from Boston and it gave the Sixers some extra possessions. So Mm -hmm. to me, they all played well, but they all played their role, in my opinion. This was that's and that's what we're talking about playing their brand. Uh, when we've seen them at their best, Keith, it wasn't always in B dropping forty five or fifty or getting close to sixty. It was a team win. This was a complete win for the Philadelphia 76ers. To your point, the MVP played like an MVP player, not just offensively, defensively, getting four block shots and a key one on Jalen Brown late in the game. Tyrese Maxey stepped up where James Harden, as you said, played a great floor game with 17 and 10 and only shot the ball eight times, but still got to the free throw line, converted those free throws and still ended with 17. That again is a part of where we talked about. You didn't need 42. You didn't need 45. You probably didn't need 30. You just needed a double double. And while normally we are saying 20 and 10, that 17 and 10 was more than, more than enough. And not to mention Keith, when you talked about those nine boards, 16 points for Tobias Harris, seven of 10, he battled foul trouble again but he stayed engaged. He stayed locked in and he led the entire game with 11 boards overall. You saw PJ Tucker doing PJ Tucker things, hitting a big three late in the fourth. And you had your role players coming off the bench, playing in their, their spots the way that they needed to. So this is what I meant by a Philadelphia 76ers like win, which was what we saw through 54 games, great individual performances, but also when we said, you know, when they're at their best, when they're playing together and when they're sharing the basketball. And that's what we saw last night. And they played their most complete game in this series. Uh, despite the fact that they had two series wins already, this was the most complete when they were all on the floor, the best game that they've played thus far. I would concur. I would concur. It was yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, better just, than what they did in Brooklyn, man. Like to me. Yeah. Because, you know, that was their best game, better than what they did in Brooklyn. Yeah, most definitely. Um, Before we move on and get to uh, Daniel House and his contribution, Doc Rivers pulling that one out of his hat, the crowd seemed like they were really 
uh, subdued a, a little bit there, Keith, especially when Boston really couldn't make a run. They had some looks too early and they just couldn't knock down shots. And the Sixers were able to capitalize on their misses. Yeah, true. The, the crowd, and it was funny. I'm not funny, but at one point, I want to say it was like maybe eight minutes or whatever it was and left in the game, you start starting to see the exodus, like people were leaving. Right. And here's the thing. I'm going to be honest with you, man. Like, you know, in the first quarter, end of the first quarter, they were booing them. I mean, I they were hear that. Yeah. yeah. They, they, they booed them, and then they booed them again and this and that. And I'm saying to myself, like, now if this was in Philly, everyone would be complaining and talking about how bad we are. How about the fans, you mean? Right. Yeah, the fans yeah, and right. saying that. But they was out there booing them in the first quarter. Yeah, you, you don't know, hear like, peep about that. No, nah, you ain't going to hear nothing about that. Nah, it's just like, hey, they were just disappointed. Team struggled. But if it was in Philly, it would be a whole lot different. But, but yeah, it was kind of like they just it, – it was subdued at times. But then, you know, at one point you heard people chanting, let's go Celtics, right? Let's go Celtics. But then Maxi came down and drained the three. <laughs> Joel came down, and hit one, and then it turned back to booze again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no question, man. Well, they quieted that crowd and they got it going. They played a very good brand of basketball, and now they are on the brink of possibly elim- eliminating that team on Thursday in Game Six. Before we get to that, and of course, get to you know what we're going to pivot next and talk about Maxi uh, a little bit more because it needs to be discussed what he did in this game last night we'll get into it next right here locked on 76ers but first i have to tell you as i mentioned at the top that this episode is brought to you by game time and as we talk about being in the arena for boston hosting philadelphia now the same thing may be the case on thursday in philadelphia hosting boston trying to get those last minute tickets those last minute deals going to see your favorite concert well once again game time Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful at all. You should be able to think about what you want to do, go to your phone, hit get on that app, and get what you need. Sometimes it's not that easy, but with game time, it's fast and easy, and it's an easy way to, again, buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. If you want killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you got to stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for all the fun you have. Now, let me tell you about these easy to find and buy tickets for every game of every event in your area, images of the seat views, lowest price guaranteed. And again, event cancellation protection. Should, should something get canceled, like a comedy show, uh, a concert with a musician might come up a little ill and they have to cancel their show, you don't have to worry about it. Again, Game Time is the place for you. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time is deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. The Game Time guarantee also means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. It's the fastest growing ticket app in the country for a reason. Tickets are sent directly to your phone to make it easy. So you never have to dig through your email. Snag those tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest price. Guaranteed. 
Thanks for making Locked On 76 as your first listen every day. And every day, as we always thank you. And tomorrow on the show, we'll get you set for game number six on Thursday as we get ready for that possible closeout game for the 76ers on their home floor. All right, Keith, uh, a little pivot for me as I kind of change our uh, timeline up of what we wanted to do. Tyrese Maxey, we've been asking for somebody to break through. Tyrese Maxey did. Tobias Harris also did with his double-double that he had last night, leading the team in rebounding as well with 11, a game high. Uh, but Maxey, uh, Keith, did you see anything different from him early on with his pregame routine, how he looked early? What were some things that you might have seen in-game as well that changed uh, the course of his type of night after some struggles previously? I mean, I didn't see anything differently about him. I mean, you know, Tyrese Maxey, is a is a confident guy you know what i mean like i know he had some struggles and and he said some things at times but i didn't say anything different but what i did see um in the game was i saw him attack more i mean i saw him play what i felt like what was with, with more confidence you know going to the rim getting stuff like that um you know, that's the things that stood out to me. Um, also, it was like kind of sort of there was one time that I felt like a lot of the times on his layups when he was getting it blocked, he was going the same way. Like he would go run and he would run to the right. Like he would come to the left and go to the right. There was one time where he went baseline and went left. Right. And I was like, oh, OK, OK, Tyree. And then also. I saw like it was some like nice threes that he got, so I felt like he attacked. Now again, there was times in the in the in the second quarter, he shot the ball ball extremely well, and then the fourth quarter, and then I think it was the the first no the first quarter and the fourth quarter. First quarter, I think he and Embiid had eleven apiece. Yeah, yeah, and then the second quarter, like he was quiet, and then the you know the third quarter he was okay, but then the fourth quarter he kind of took over, yeah. right? So to me, I was a little bit impressed by that because, you know, he, he had spurts, but at the same time, he stayed aggressive. So, you know, Ty, Tyrese had a pretty good game, man. He had a really good game, a good breakout. I mean, first, that's the first time that he really showed the Boston Celtics why people in Philadelphia are high on him. Yeah, and it was good to see him doing on the road also. Uh, playing in front of that crowd again, hostile, the game is getting underway, but he set the tone early for himself of how aggressive he was going to be. He and B and Harden and Harris, all of them looking solid in that first quarter to get things going up seven after one. And uh, again, just a really good performance. I also like that Doc Rivers put him on the ball uh, as the point guard, if you will, and allowed things to play off of him and Embiid and others. And I felt like that helped him a little bit more because the ball was already in his hands. So coming around those picks that were set from Joel Embiid, he would dance around those, get to a spot, drill a three. To your point, also, there was a drive I remember that he had on the left side of the floor in the first half where he drove past his defender. I believe it was Jalen Brown at that moment. But instead of driving all the way to the basket one foot, and getting to the basket for a layup opportunity and, and even giving a chance for one of the defenders to recover and potentially attempt to block the shot. He did a two-foot jump and scoop layup real fast, knowing that he could get that shot off before one of those players had time to recover 
get over and attempt to block that shot. So I thought his decision-making was pretty good. He had a pull-up jumper there in the second half that we would have seen him in game three and four driving to the basket nonstop without pulling back and taking the easier shot that was much better than, again, going into the teeth of the defense. Instead, he did a stop. It wasn't a clean shot as far as make goes. It rattled in. But that's what you need to see him do, similar to what we've seen James Harden do from time to time when he's gotten to that mid-range. Instead of attacking those bigs and inviting all of that attention, you just stop, make the defender back up a little bit, pull up for that jump shot, and knock it down. I thought he played a really good game. And also, man, being out there, both he and James Harden, they didn't turn the ball over. You, you know what I mean? And uh, Maxie had one and Harden had two. And uh, that I, I'll take that when you're talking about two guys that played – 39 and 42 minutes on the evening. I'll take that every day from my backcourt if I'm able to still get 47 points, uh, that type of production, 13 assists, 10 for James Harden, and only three turnovers in that time on the floor. I'll, I'll take that every day of the week. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's pretty good. Yeah, that was good, especially on the road. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And again, even though Harden was being picked up, which is why they put the ball in Tyrese Maxey's hands, not only to take some pressure off of James because he's being picked up 70 feet away from the basket, but to also put Maxey in a position to score uh, off the bounce right away. It was also to take some of that pressure. And he handled that pressure because Derek White was still dogging him up the floor and get a couple of screen sets to free you up a little bit. But he didn't panic. He didn't turn the ball over. We didn't see any of those young uh, you know, mistakes from a young basketball player. We saw a guy that maybe, maybe showed us something where we could be talking about him uh, a little bit further into the uh, couple of weeks here where we're saying that guy came alive and, and, and came, you know, some, some growth and some more maturity after a game like this. So uh, great game from Tyrese Maxey in a big spot where it called for him to help out. I didn't know if he was going to get 30. We kept saying, hey, give you 20, maybe 25 max. He was on a roll, and that was a good performance from Tyrese Maxey. On the other side, our final segment, we'll talk about how Doc Rivers decided on the X Factor, which was, in fact, Daniel House Jr. Big minutes from him, big impact. We'll talk about what he meant to the team on Tuesday night in this game with the 76ers won game five by 12. Next up, game six on Thursday. We'll dive into it next right here, Locked On 76ers. Play that music. Welcome back, Locked On 76ers. That's Keith Pompey in Boston. I'm Devon Givens with you here as we uh, recap game number You're five. You're in Miami. <laughs> <laughs> not yet. <laughs> Maybe not. We'll see. I know, still, we, I know you got to be careful, right? They'll have some work to do. They still have some work to do. But uh, uh, one of the things that helped them get closer to a potential uh, advancing past this series, Doc Rivers, man, he's been going with the uh, three – Three bench lineup, three reserves coming off the bench. Melton, Reed, 
Niang, and that's been consistent. Uh, Jalen McDaniels out the rotation after game number three. We weren't sure where he was going to go. Uh, but last night, Doc Rivers pressed the right button and decided that he was going with Daniel House. And it was a bit of surprise for most. He said post-game, Keith, that he had three options that he wanted to go to. And Daniel House wasn't one of them. I mean, he was part of it, but he wasn't the one he was leaning to. But he had a feeling. He had a moment. And he called on Daniel House. And Keith, 10 points, 15 minutes. It was the uh, right call from Doc Rivers. He pressed the right buttons on that one. So good call by him. And it's funny because those 10 points in 15 minutes is a little misleading because he actually had like 10 and 10. And then all of a sudden, you know, he kept him in like the, yeah. you know, the, the blowout time. But yeah, yeah. I mean, he played well. I mean, the funny thing is, you know, D house brings that energy. Um, uh, He brings energy. He plays well with James. He's a positive dude. Like, you know, Daniel house of all the guys that came in, you know, you hear like the, the you know, you, we all hear about the stuff in the bubble that happened, all that other stuff. So you're like, well, okay, what this guy going to be like? And then you meet him, and it's like he's one of the nicest guys that you've ever met. Like, real rap, he is. And he always says, he walks around and says, this is a we season, we not season. a me season, right? Right, right? So, like, and I'm pretty sure he gets a little disappointed when he's not playing. But at the same time, outwardly, he's like the quintessential teammate that's keeping the guys together. So you always feel happy for him when he gets to play. And you and you also realize that he comes out and he brings that athleticism, that energy, and does a lot. And he played well, like you said, 10 points in, in 15 minutes. But there was like one still he had, uh, you know, a, a rebound going the other way. It was like track meet. The guy, the guy made some yeah. – Solid plays for him tonight, last night, rather. And his 15 minutes, Keith, even though you said it was like a little misleading, it was like 10, but total was 15 because of the garbage time. Yeah, yeah. Where the game was out of hand. Keith, even with those 10 minutes, the impact felt like he was on the floor for 25 minutes because of how how well he played, the things that he did, getting his hands in there, as you talked about, getting the rebound, going the other way, running the floor with James Harden, James Harden trusting him, hitting him in stride. Finishing in traffic, a little off balance where you're like, no, 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 no. Okay, cool. It went in. And that's that's the type of thing that he did. And he brings that length when he has to defend Tatum or Brown, uh, trying to disrupt them a little bit more as well, make things a little different. Same thing with Malcolm Brogdon, where Malcolm Brogdon, for the first time, didn't even reach double digits in the scoring column. Daniel House, you've got to give props to Doc Rivers for pulling, calling his number. And Daniel House being a professional always ready as you said you, you feel like signing a two-year contract you think you're going to be a big part of the rotation he fell out of the rotation his number wasn't called for a like towards the uh, latter uh, quarter of the season he wasn't really getting any time and then in that final 15 games keith doc rivers pulled him off the bench and he started getting good minutes and it was like oh he might have earned some some playoff burn here and he did so against brooklyn but not in this series until now. And I would have to think now, Keith, that uh, when Doc Rivers, if he sees a moment, he goes to the bench on Thursday, he's probably going to look for number 25. Yeah, probably. You know what I mean? But you know what? i tell you what. Doc has been doing some phenomenal coaching. Yeah. I mean, you got to commend him for that. You also got to commend him for the way that the, the, uh, the um, culture has changed. Like, you know, and, and Bede, everybody talks about Joel 
maturing and stuff like that. And he has. But I also think a lot of it had to do with Doc, too, expecting stuff out of him, right, and allowing him. And then Doc got more of his type of players in here, too. So you have to commend him for what's going on. Um, but, yeah, he made some really good coaching moves. And like you said, we all assume it's going to be D-House if he goes that way. And D-House showed why he deserves to play. I mean, let's face it, the last game that Jalen McDaniels played, the moment just looked too big for him. Game three, yeah. right? Yeah, game. Yeah, it was game three. Yeah, it was the home. Moment, yeah. the, the moment just looked too big for him. Um, he played well, great up until then, but it just looked too big. And that's why they went to an eight-man rotation. Mm-hmm. And it's funny. Remember how you, we were at practice and Doc said <laughs> – Doc was talking about everybody getting tired, and I said, well, does that mean – you're going to go to a nine-man rotation yeah. next game? Oh, no. Oh, no. No, oh, no. no we're not doing that. No, no, we're not doing that. And something told me, something said to me, write that in your article that he's not going to do it. And I, something said, nah, Doc's going to do it. He's going to do it because he was adamant. No, no, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. And then look what happened. But it is yeah. what it is. It is what it is. But look, I got to say this, D. I got to say this. The Boston Celtics, unless they make some major changes in the next day or so, they're in trouble, dude. I mean, like the adjustments that they make, I don't – it looks like an AAU team out there to me, dude. Like it does. Like, okay, Al Horford, if he ain't hitting shots, he ain't doing anything. Yeah, he was – yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like like as good as Jason Tatum is and how much he got 36 points, the brother was a minus 26 right and it just seems like he's shooting the ball but while he's shooting the ball mike um marcus smart can't get in the rhythm Derek Wright white can't give in the rhythm and then it was like you know jalen brown had 24 but it was a quiet 24. i don't so, understand how he doesn't shoot the ball more i mean he's i think it's jalen i think it's jason tatum he's been killing the sixes and he can't even yeah, exactly. Like, and I don't, I don't get it. Like, I just don't get it, man. It, it's like, it, it's not team basketball. And then it's like some of the decisions they make is like, whoa, what's going on? Like, you know, what's really going on? And again, when Al is making shots, they're good. But if he's not making shots, he's not helping you. And again, we come back to that coach. You just talked about the culture here in Philadelphia that's been changed with Doc Rivers. You wonder how much maybe they don't necessarily love the things that Missoula on the other side is maybe preaching or drawing up in those in those timeouts and things of that nature. So yeah. don't know, but yeah. it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a hostile environment when they get in here on Thursday. And they've been in spots before; they were in the NBA Finals a season ago. So it's not like they haven't been in a huge spot. But to your point, if they don't have it together, they could be getting ready to pack up for the summer, Keith. Uh, here after this game in Philadelphia. So uh, we'll see how it goes. And again, we will be back tomorrow. We thank everybody for uh, making us your first listen here on Locked On 76ers every day and every day tomorrow on the show. We'll get you set for game number six live from the center. It's going to be a raucous crowd in that building with 76ers respond and uh, take advantage of the situation that they just created for themselves, a closeout opportunity at home in game six against the Boston Celtics. We'll talk to you about that a little bit more tomorrow. Uh, But Keith, do you mind letting the good folks know where they can find us in between time? 
Yeah, you can find us wherever you get your podcast at. It's free and available. And also, you can do our YouTube channel. Our YouTube channel is Locked On 76's YouTube channel. And when you go on the YouTube channel, make sure you click on the Liberty Bell. When you click on the Liberty Bell, you become a new subscriber and you get notifications when the podcast comes out. Also, you can follow my man D today on the Divine Giving Show from 6 to 10 p.m. That's on 97.5 FM, right? So you can get that on the, on the internet, all yeah. that. But yeah. yeah, do it. But 6 to 9, 10, 6 to 10 p.m. on 97.5 FM, the Divine Giving Show. You can also follow my man D on Twitter at DivineG975. That's D-O-V-O-N-G-975. You can follow me, Pompey on Sixers, and you can read my articles in the Philadelphia Inquirer. Um, so, you know, we got a pretty good coverage today in the paper and online. So make sure you do that. But follow us both on Twitter, me at Pompey on Sixers, Divine at Divine G975, uh, and listen to them on the Divine Giving Show tonight from 6 to 10 p.m. Yes, indeed. Well, listen, man, Keith, again, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Live from Boston and uh, (laughs) uh, me here in Philadelphia and you, wherever you're listening. Thank you. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks, Keith. Peace.